that he would teach us today from his holy word. We've been studying through the book of Exodus. Exodus means the departure or the way out. We've seen this book as a journey of redemption. We've seen the terrible bondage that the people of God were in, and we relate that to the spiritual bondage that we're in by nature, that we're dead in trespasses and in sin and, and under uh, chains and under darkness. But then we saw God raise up a mighty Redeemer in Moses and how with a strong hand God would um, cause this hard-hearted Pharaoh to finally let go of his grip over the people of God. And so uh, today we actually get to see the beginning of the actual exodus, the, the journey out of Egypt. And so the title of our message is Marching with Moses. Marching with Moses. Israel receives their marching orders. Moses receives his marching orders uh, from the Lord. And so we want to also receive these marching orders from the Lord Jesus Christ this morning and so it is amazing when we when we think about the the time that has transpired since God told Abraham those many centuries before that his children would go down into Egypt and there they would he called it sojourn they would stay there and and for a while things were good they had the land of Goshen and they had the favor of the people of Israel. But then y'all remember there arose a Pharaoh that forgot about Joseph and they saw how that the children of Israel had waxed mighty in number and they were afraid of them. And they said, uh, we're going to put them under severe bondage and slavery. <coughs> and so the people of God under that bondage, they began to cry out to God for deliverance. And it had been 400 years since God had made this, this uh, prophecy to Abraham. And, but the prophecy was, <clears throat> yes, they're going to be there for a while, but then I'm going to deliver them out. I'm going to uh, judge that nation that has, that has treated them so wrongly, and I'm going to bring them out with abundance out of this land, and I'm going to take them uh, to the land that I promised to give to you and God beloved always makes good on his word doesn't it now I want you to know that sometimes in life these blessings have to really be fought for <laughs> excuse me some some nights and some years are tough. And yours and your soul will be shaken by this world and by this life. It surely will. And you'll wonder sometimes. God isn't really going to be 
like you promised. But just, just wait on him, child of God. Just wait on him. Just wait on him. Just keep trusting. And his word will never fail. It has never. And it never will. But those were some those were some tough days for the people of God in Egypt. Oh, but what an hour had come now. They had seen the mighty hand of God move on their behalf and, and protect them, even in the midst of these terrible judgments against them that had treated them so cruelly. And so now we've reached the precipice of this great exodus. And I want you to think about how amazing that this was. We It kind of becomes old hat to us. We, we hear the story so much. But to think about waiting that long, about being in bondage for so long, and then you're talking about 2 million people plus leaving everything that they had had, security, uh, such as it was, that it was some security for them. They had bread in Egypt. They had water supply. It was it was what they what they knew. And here, they were taking everything that they that they had or that they could carry with them, and they're just they're just marching. They're following Moses on the promise that God had made four hundred years ago to one that they looked to as the father of their faith, to Abraham. Those, those promises were in their heart, and it was what drove them uh, out of Egypt and into the wilderness to Canaan's land. And so it is with us too, beloved. It is that hope and the, of the promises of God, of, of what Christ has said, of how he has said things will be, that keeps us marching. In, in this life. And so I want to give you your marching orders this morning. All right. Order number one. If you're taking notes. Order number one was to get out of Egypt. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> it was like, let's, boys, let's get out of this place. And this, when we are, God moves in our lives. And he begins to. Uh, bring us into relationship with him we cannot be with God and be with God's people and have a relationship with God and stay where we were in the world amen there has to be a transition we think about the scriptures that says how that God has translated us right this is a, a complete 180 he has translated us from a kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. Everybody, every child of God has to leave Egypt behind. You have to leave this world behind. You have to be willing to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go march with God. I'm going to walk the walk of faith. I am going to be crucified to the world and the world to me. So the First order is to get out of Egypt. Now, this is the truth, beloved. And you all know this to be true in all of our lives. It's a lot easier 
for us to get out of Egypt than to get Egypt out of us. Because that's what the children of Israel find as they go forward in this journey with God that although they had left the physical land of Egypt, there were things about Egypt that were still in their hearts that had to be constantly sanctified and rooted out. And that's what God does with us in salvation and through the process of sanctification. Not only taking us out of Egypt, not only of taking us out of the world, but working on getting the world out of me. Beloved, I, I find when, when I look inside of, of my heart that there's too much Egypt that's still there. And let us pray for one another that we would be separated out of Egypt for our relationship with God. This was a miraculous flight that took place. It was a fulfillment of God's promise even four centuries before. But let's just look at some of these uh, descriptions of this. Let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 12. And the first one that we want to look at is verse 40. Let's begin here. And what we're thinking about, and, and the point here that we're thinking about, you know, why couldn't they just stay in Egypt? Why couldn't God have just allowed Moses to lead an armed rebellion and them just take over uh, this land and 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 just and be here where they were comfortable. It's because God wants to remove his people from the world for relationship with him. And so that's what I want you to think about for your life and for mine of of am I doing that in my life? Am I seeking to Lock, stock, and barrel sell out for the Lord, for, for His journey, for His promises, for a relationship with Him. Am I willing <coughs> to leave some of the comforts of this world and do like Moses did? Remember, it, it says in Hebrews that it came down to a great choice for Moses, didn't he? He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Well, that was a high privilege, and a high honor to be so. He said he refused that. And he refused the treasures of Egypt and the pleasures of sin for a season because he esteemed something of more value. And it was even the reproach of Christ. And to suffer with the people of God was far better. And Moses made that choice. So it says here, Now the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was 430 years. And it came to pass, hallelujah, at the end of the 430 years, even that selfsame night, it came to pass that all, and I want you to highlight that all, beloved, it wasn't just some, it wasn't just a few, but beloved, they all made this journey together out of Egypt. The old ones, and the middle-aged ones, and the young ones, Beloved, they all went out of Egypt that night. All oh, the host of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. We are standing on the promises 
of God. Now, turn this, look down a little bit. Um, Verse 50 and 51, same chapter. Thus did all of the children of Israel, as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass the selfsame day that the Lord did bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their armies. I love it here who Moses gives the credit to. He didn't get himself out of Egypt. You and I didn't get ourselves out of our state of sin and death. We had to be rescued. We had to be getting out, gotten out of Egypt. We were like Lot and Lot's wife and Lot's children. We were in Sodom and, and Gomorrah. And, our, and God began to vex our righteous souls. And he sent his angels to get them. Do you remember? And he said, you've got to get out of here. You've got to flee this city of destruction. You've got to run away. And he said, one of the most important things is he said, don't what? Don't look back. Don't look back. Poor old Lot's wife, she looked back, didn't she? And she turned into a pillar of salt. Beloved, she was almost saved. Don't be almost saved. Don't almost get out of Egypt. But here, look at the credit that Moses gives. He said, Lord, this was something that you did. You promised this to Abraham and to his seed all those years ago. Lord, it seemed like that it was impossible. It didn't seem like that uh, Pharaoh seemed so strong. Egypt seemed so mighty. The way seemed so blocked. But now, even after 430 years, on this night, it came to pass. Well, beloved, you and I have lived all of our lives in a land, in a low ground of sin and sorrow. Sometimes it might seem to us that we will never pass from death into life or all that we've read about or been promised in the Word of God is going to pass for us. But the time is coming and the hour God knows and you will be delivered into the mighty arms of Jesus Christ by the same power that He brought all of His people out of Egypt. He will bring all of His children to heaven. Amen. Amen. He will. It seemed like that it would not be that way. But it was that way. And they walked out together. And you know that the Bible says, and I'm going to read you the scripture a little bit later, that there wasn't even a single person in all that two million that were unable to make the journey. The Bible says that. That's an amazing thing. You know, those of us that try to do school or, or try to organize things, I mean, it's hard to get 50 people healthy to try to do something together, right? And here it says that, that there was, and the scripture says it plainly. I'll read it to you later. There was not one single person that couldn't make the journey. Oh, this was a miraculous flight that was a fulfillment of God's eternal promise. Let's look at one more, uh, chapter 13, and we're going to kind of cover 12 and 13. I'm not going to go to all these scriptures we're just looking at this as an event and and taking truths for our lives i've got to get out of egypt i've got to get egypt out of me lord only you can help me do that exodus 13 and verse 18 as well listen to what he said but god led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the red sea And the children of Israel went up 
harnessed, that means armed, out of the land of Egypt. The first marching order from Moses was let's get out of Egypt. And that's how it is in redemption. And if you want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to come to a cutting off point. You have got to die to yourself. The Bible, Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you've got to deny yourself. You've got to take up a cross and you've got to follow me. You've got to march after me and you've got to leave your old life and who you were with all of its mistakes, with all of its sin. You've got to leave it behind. Beloved, I'm glad we can get out of Egypt and I'm glad we can leave some things there. And may we never look back. God has given you the command. He has opened up the way. Following Christ through the blood of the Lamb. And filled with the unleavened bread. Now march, beloved. Get out of Egypt. And get Egypt out of you. Order number two. March in order number two. Not only are you to get out of Egypt. But also you're to only take what you need only take what you need now beloved it's just true that we have to live in this world it's true that we have to work we we need food we need clothing we need uh we need shelter we need uh to be able to take care of our loved ones we want to be able to give to the house of the lord but beloved there's a snare to this world there's a snare to the cares of this world. And to, and, and it even can be everything that's out there that our lives touch. Beloved, let this be your mantra. Let this be your marching order. Lord, let me only take what I need. If we read about this, that they just had this bread. And the bread had not even had time to sufficiently. It was in their kneading troughs. It said and they just wrapped it up and they just put it in their garments. And then as they were going, uh, the Egyptians came and God gave them favor in their eyes. And they laden them with uh, treasures and, and silver and, and with gold. But beloved, I want to challenge you to realize that God's people in this life we live day by day. We live day by day. Don't try to get all you can and can all you can get. I know so many people, they want to see their money stacked in a corner and it gives them some kind of sense of security or that, that, that they have uh, something that they can count on, but you can't count on that. All this that's out there that is for us, that God allows us to take as we march, as we on this journey, it is only, we are to only take what we need. And, and the scripture tells us why. Look at Exodus chapter 14 with me. Turn here. Only take what you need. Exodus chapter 14, verse 3. But for Pharaoh will say, of the children of Israel. Listen to the language here. They are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. Is that a description of you? 
Is that a description of me? Are we entangled in this world? Are we, or are we free to worship and to serve God and to give our lives to Him and to His kingdom and to our journey with Christ? I love uh, the language in Galatians. You remember this one in the book of Galatians that's very similar to this. Uh, turn with me there, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Another thought. He said, Pharaoh's going to see that you're entangled. He's, you, you're not free from him. And that's what the devil does in all of our lives. He, he tries to look into our lives and see where our weaknesses are. And he, and he tries to hook us and keep us hooked and, and keep us unfree. But here,